companies doing the getting payback and kickbacks and yeah that's insane the amount that they spend more on advertising than actual research advertising to the doctors not just yeah know, yeah that was pretty interesting yeah it was you play something from that okay <laughs> all right let's do that all right this is the guilty pleasures podcast episode 31 Woo. uh we are available on itunes and stitcher which is a smart uh, an app for your smartphone uh this week we talked about doctors and uh, what we like about them what we don't like about them and uh yes we're well to uh, well, Female doctors and male doctors, uh, drug companies. Drug companies. Talk about all the drug, on, yeah. just, uh, drug pushers, basically. Fingers and bums. Fingers and bums. Yeah. Our favorite. That's Fingers our favorite. and bums. An old Pro Live song. Uh, well, how can people find you, uh, Sean? Uh, on Twitter at SugarJam, S U G A J A M. And Scott? Uh, Scott McSee on, at Twitter. I pop up there. You can see me there. And I am at Dave Martin World uh, on Twitter and on the internet at DaveMartinWorld.com. And you can go to our new website at The Guilty Pleasures Podcast. Yeah. And we're on Tumblr and Twitter and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Twitter. Exactly. And, uh, and we have a show coming up on March. The 17th, 17th, St. Patrick's Day. This is our one-year anniversary show wow. being held at the Underground Comedy Club. Uh, more details to come, but... Uh, what is the first anniversary? Paper? I don't... Because uh, we can put something in the paper and roll it up. <laughs> and have an anniversary. <laughs> guilty Pleasures! It's the Guilty Pleasures Podcast. TV Dark Food! With your hosts, Dave Martin, Sugar Jam, and Scott McCricker. Yeah, Daddy. This week, we discuss the guilty pleasures associated with doctors and doctor's appointments. Whether it's dumping your problems on your therapist or getting a finger up your ass. Live from a mystery location in Toronto, Canada. Drug companies know that doctors hold all the real power in the prescription drug business, which is why, while they spend nearly $4 billion a year marketing directly to us, they spend an estimated $24 billion a year marketing directly to doctors. In fact, one analysis claimed that in 2013, nine out of the top ten drug makers spent more on marketing than they did on research. Drug companies are a bit like high school boyfriends. They're much more concerned with getting inside you than being effective once they're in there. <laughs> so, we thought... We thought... I do get upset when people are, say they're doctors and you find a doctor, like, education. Like, ah, oh, fuck off. Come on, that's not a doctor. I got my PhD in English literature. That doesn't make you a doctor, okay? Well, Bill Cosby, you know, I mean, he was given an honorary doctorate and... It, uh, and it, <laughs> of mixology. <laughs> yeah, as a bartender. But, I mean, he... Uh, a pharmacist, But, yeah. but he, he just... Uh, but, and then, like, but, and he walks around and he insists on being called Dr. Cosby. Do we all have Do we all have a doctor? Do you have a own... I have a... Well, of course, yeah. I have a, I have a, uh, I have a doctor that I'm actually quite comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I love the, your impression of your doctor. Uh, could you do your impression of your doctor? Sorry to put you on the spot. Uh, they call that pimping. The um, 
Well, my doctor, I don't even know where exactly where she's from, but she has this very European, she has a European accent, and then, uh, which doesn't, is, I know, vague, and probably someone would find that offensive just to say that someone has a European accent, but uh, she's this tiny little, well, she's maybe about five foot something, but she's this tiny, very... I think quite attractive woman, you know, back in, in her day. But Hot he, for doctor. But no, but she's probably, I mean, she is kind of sexy now. I never expect anything sexy to happen between us, but, uh, uh, <laughs> yes, but she always, do. well, I would always, <laughs> it'd be nice. But then also, but her husband is this huge big guy and he's, he's also a doctor in the same office that she's in. Oh. And uh, I know, which is kind of ruins it for me, but, but she, she's always like, so David, what is your problem today? And then when it, when it comes to, uh, Sort of, um, you know, um, antidepressant medication that she's given me before. <laughs> She'll always say, uh, but David, how do we know if the medication is working when you continue to smoke the marijuana and drink the alcohol? <laughs> and then I just sort of shrug my shoulders and then it's sort of like, well, but I mean, we've, you've talked about that before, about how sort of yeah. like marijuana has uh, uh, relieved you of some of your anxieties. Many times, and yeah. I, and, I've, and I've said, you know, until doctors can prescribe marijuana, they'll always find a, a something else to give you. So that's fine if they don't want to prescribe it. But what bugs me is that they start giving you a lecture about it. And I, I, I don't think they actually know what they're talking about. Because well, my doctor, a, a couple times my doctors have prescribed me medication that was not good for me. One time it was Prozac. And another time it was some other drug. I forget what it was, but it turned out that it actually caused heart problems. Like within the year of them giving it to me, I found out it caused heart problems. And at the same time, both those doctors gave me lectures about using marijuana. But when I took Prozac, I was <clears throat> pretty depressed and I couldn't get out of this funk I was in. And uh, I took Prozac. It didn't help. One day I smoked a joint and it just fixed it. <laughs> it all went away. It did. I'm telling you, it was like it melted away in my brain. But both you and I have also talked before about the 15 to 10 to 15 minute window that you have after smoking a joint where you're just sort of like, what the fuck? Why did I do that? Oh, my yeah. God. What a yeah. bad idea. That didn't help at all. Well, you know what? I think maybe what it is, it's like a clenched fist. It's like uh, you <laughs> squeeze out all the anxiety in that 15 minutes and then it's smooth sailing. Right. Uh, whereas normally without it, you would just spread that horrible anxiety over a longer period like of time. A, like a wet sponge. Yeah. Just squeeze up the <laughs> Squeeze up the anxiety. Mind. I was like, wait a minute, what am I panicking about? Someone had a good tweet the other day that said, uh, it's true that people who smoke marijuana are paranoid, but could it be because they keep arresting people for it? And yeah. I, I've often thought that. Why do I have to be stressed out about this medication that's actually good for me? I think if they could make it stink less, <laughs> people would be more accepting. Like, no one's like... Even when people like cigarettes come on an elevator at work, like it's like, uh, like I, I, when I'm smoking, if I'm smoking, I, it, I, you don't smell it, you don't care. But if my neighbor was doing it every day, if it was legal, I wonder if people would be different. Like you go to a park, it's like pot everywhere. I don't, I, I don't know if that would be well. I mean, it just goes back to the whole thing of just like I don't. You've never seen, you know, two people smoking a joint getting into a fight over anything before, no. yeah. No. Unless yeah. it was over a bag of weed. It's just, <laughs> we're made to feel bad about it and guilty and everything. And the doctors are somehow allowed to get away with prescribing us this junk. They're the real drug pushers, right? They've been pushing opiates on people in the states, and now all these grandmas are hooked on heroin. Well, we I just watch this hook on heroin. Uh, well, Nana, what's with a rubber hose? What? It's <laughs> not that what people typically think a heroin addict is anymore 
because people got addicted to Oxycontin because the yeah. the doctors were just pushing that on people. Well, yeah, I mean, well, because it, well, I mean, it was a painkiller, and apparently, I mean. Apparently, it got the nickname Hillbilly Heroin just because it was very you – know, all the people that were working in, like, coal mines would get horrifically injured. And just to keep them working, they would get them hooked on these sort of, like, uh, opiates and, like, you know uh, – and, and and they were crushing it and snorting it. Yeah. Well, they so were was that time just, release? Just to, yeah, to get it faster into their system and stuff. So, so, is, so it all the, is it all the drug's fault or is it the people? Like, the drug – yeah, some drugs are like we'll talk about are horrible and 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 all that. But some are, are which which we, ones are horrible? Well, like in, um, crack. I guess crack is heart horrible. attack and yeah. loose stool and blindness and partial deafness and <laughs> loss of memory and uh, something else. I forgot what it was. Sexual dysfunction. Yeah, I mean, there's those. those but they, 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 oxycontin is a, is a it, it does what it does. But then it's the people that get it. Go, oh, we can get rid of this time release bullshit by crushing it up and snorting it. Yeah. So we make it. You know. Oh, I'm not hating on the drug. Well, no. I mean, it's just a flower, right? I mean, it, it, <laughs> people, are, people are always trying to find a shortcut to get a, a better high of from what they're doing. I mean, and it's it's made in such a way to be spread out, you know, once you take it. But, I mean, everyone's like, you know, it's the whole thing of this, like, oh, well, this drug will help you. I mean, every antidepressant medication, you know, you're only going to feel the effects after you've been taking it for, like, two two weeks or so. And, and then, that's ridiculous. Why does it take so long? Well, <laughs> Yeah, no but one's then, got but then, time then, to sit around for two weeks waiting for something to work. Yeah, yeah but then it's sort of like, a, but then, but then, if someone offered you, oh well, this will be, this will work in fifteen minutes. Everyone's going to be like, yeah, let's do the fifteen minute one, man. But it, but it's like, if if there was some way that everyone, I mean, because every person is different, you know, you give them a certain drug, and it is kind of like a spinning a roulette wheel that you don't really know what every drug is going to do to every single person because everyone is different. Like what, how, like you know, wine, marijuana, Prozac, you know, oxycotton affects you. I go, I go for the natural thing. Wine and marijuana are are my favorite friends because they are natural. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. They come out of the ground. Well, I share them with my I favorite. I was wine. I yeah. share them with my favorite friends. Do I used to be. I used to think, oh, you know, you can't talk about your marijuana use. And it, it, after a while, the older I get and the more I learn, the more I'm like, it's ridiculous that we should feel ashamed about it. You know, it, it's the the uh, doctors who should feel ashamed. What about Viagra? You guys enjoy Viagra? Enjoying? Uh, I've never, uh, I've never had it. Oh well, I'd, 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 I'd like to try it. Yo, yeah, you definitely should try yeah, it. If you pat it down at the airport, you know, yeah. that's that's when I would that's be like, you want to get your uh, Viagra high. I just love flying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> can't wait to get on the plane. <laughs> Woo! No, but I got a, a my uh, my doctor gave me some when uh, uh, she gave me the prescription to a Pristique, uh, which I stopped taking because I found that well because I just found that I wouldn't experience any highs and lows anymore. Everything would just be leveled out and from Viagra. No, <laughs> everything would oh. be right on. Right, um, <laughs> no, I got confused about what struck. No, no, no. Prestique would, uh, was the antidepressant that would just level out all your emotions, so you wouldn't feel uh, highs that you felt like you should, and you wouldn't feel lows like you felt. See, I felt. hate that because I said, you know, I said before, it's sort of like, you know, um, on the Prestique, it was like I broke, I got the Winnipeg Festival, and I in a debaters episode, and I remember feeling like I should be happier, but I wasn't, and I remember. I broke up with a girlfriend, and I remember I, f- I f- 
thinking that I should feel more upset about this, but I'm not. And right. so that sort of bugged me, and that sort of got underneath my skin. But my own big argument with taking like Viagra, and of course you don't want to rely on it, but I also don't think at the end of the day that your girlfriend's really going to care if you're taking it or not. Because it's just you're taking it to make her happy, really. Right. Male porn stars take it, right, to keep themselves going. I think some do. I mean, I think the old school guys don't, which I find amazing that they could, you know, Perform like that, with right? All those people, Harry Reams, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's a minister now or something. Is he? Yeah, um, he's a what? A minister of some sort. But he actually yeah, he f- stopped Church of the Deep Throat. He stopped getting <laughs> erections. I heard that on Geraldo once. And uh, people always blame their addictive personalities. But my argument to that has always been: people only only get addicted to things that are bad for them. No one. I mean, occasionally people get addicted to like exercise and working out, but rarely do people get addicted to things that are good for them. I, I well, just anything anything even good. Like just guys the guys get addicted to jogging. Yeah. Jogging yeah, yeah. all the time. That can be good on your joints and your knees if you're doing it like too no. much. Right? Anything yeah, too much. I think it releases some endorphins, so some people get addicted to it. Yeah. Um, but I, I just read something interesting, uh, I think it was in men's health and it actually was uh, some doctors are now prescribing that people look at porn before they go to bed. Porn? What? Yeah, because it releases some natural. Just look opiates. at it, or like look at it, <laughs> or look at it, and use you know, it. Because a lot of people who overthink and think too much, they have trouble switching off their brains. And these doctors are now saying what you should do is look at porn because that gets your mind off of it. It releases some opiates, and then you can go to sleep. Well, I've always said that you should probably masturbate before any major decision in life in general. <laughs> it's sort of like if you're about to buy a car, jerk off, or if you're going to buy a new computer, jerk off first, and then be like, oh, do I really need this? Oh, probably not. The people at the dealership are a bit offended, but still, I need to clear <laughs> yeah. my head. It's, yeah. But masturbation is like deleting your junk mail box or your, your trash box. It's like, yeah. Oh, there God's good. I feel better now. Yeah. Well, you feel better. At least. Yeah, yeah, you feel better for about about 10 seconds, and then yeah. it's sort of like, oh, then i got to clean this shit up. And <laughs> clean it up. Yeah. Get out the Swiffer. I, I'm always like, I have to lie down for a little while. Just, I have to <laughs> lie down, maybe 10 minutes. I don't know. Just just everything's okay for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you get dizzy spells? Or uh... No, it's just like, it's time to lie down. Just to lie down. Like, like I'm a lie. It's a wee bit of a lie down, then. <laughs> I feel like I can get more focus after I crank one off. But then... <laughs> but then I guess I mean I should maybe I, I mean depends on where you and I, I think I've always uh, said too it's just sort of like people that just look at pornography that's weird I think you should yeah I think you should, it's, uh, you should be actively involved in the yeah yeah <laughs> if you just watch it that's even weirder to me you know if you're just sitting there back with your, your Swiss chalet and your quarter chicken dinner and just watching <laughs> it going like oh I wonder what happens next you're like an episode of Big Bang Theory you're just yeah fucking, yeah yeah Richard Krause I'm just watching this for the artistic stylings and what camera angles did they use yeah you're catching up on episodes of Banshee while yeah. <laughs> and who watches you know, a whole porn do you watch a whole I don't need a whole porn no that's why the internet's so great five minutes no, that's thank why, you. That's why I always whenever someone talks about oh oh we want to I like the porn with the story. I'm like, well, whatever happened to the old story of like boy fucks girl, boy comes, girl pretends she comes, fades out, well, what and about then back to Dick whatever and Jane you're doing. sort of thing. Here's yeah. a weird thing. Why are get there, back to the garage? Why is the doctor's office or nurses or things related to health and doctors and nurses always involved in sexual fantasies and porn? Why is that? Because really, hospitals are a filthy place. Nurses really aren't that attractive in real life. Well, I had kidney stones once, and, the, uh, and I was quite surprised that the nurses there were actually quite attractive. Oh yeah, yeah. When I went down to the, get the uh, well, Sean, they won't be wearing fishnet stockings and uh, you know open 
lab coats. Like you, th- it, it just yeah. when you when you're actually in a, when eyeliner. you're actually in a hospital, it's like this is the most unsexual place in the world. Why do people have fantasies about? Well, it? because I think you're giving permission for someone else to touch you and yeah. to inspect your person. Right. right. Yeah. And well, that, that's what the and reason you're giving you're, them the authority to do what they do. And that's the reason you wanted to do this episode, Scott, right? This was your idea was uh, because your doctor, there was a scrotum issue and... uh, Nail on the head there, Sean. Yes, uh, well, my do- my doctor's you know I always he's he's pretty he's great I think, but he always he doesn't really like do a lot of hands on. He likes to you know poke a pencil, look and say, I think it's fine. I think you just you're good. But I had an issue with the, the scrotum area, as they call it in the medical profession, and I went to go get it checked out, and I, you know you're you're, you're kind of just you know showing him your balls and <laughs> another man. You know, there you go. You think hey, I'm concerned about this thing, and he's like. Uh, Oh, that's nothing. I'm like, no, don't be nothing. He said that. I'm glad you brought that to my attention. I just showed you my nuts. Make, make me <laughs> show me don't yours. Say it, it's, no, it's fine. I don't want that. I want like, oh, uh, maybe a little cream on that or something, or, or keep it out of the sunlight or something, or keep moist. Something. Give me something. Like, yeah, that's you should you should look at that. Don't press it. Against I think them. it's fine. There's no need to test it. But you know, here's a cream. Here's a pill. Um, Maybe wear looser underwear or something. Give me something, dog. Don't just go, no, that's nothing. So I just showed you my balls for nothing. Yeah. Don't doctor pr- don't, fucking... Don't press against the microwave on high. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I changed doctors recently, and my last doctor, I dreaded it. He would stick his finger up my ass. <laughs> and then, Without uh, permission? Or no, just, just in the waiting room. In the waiting room. He's coming out and go, hey, Chad. <laughs> that's how he says hello. <laughs> mm, someone had spaghetti. <laughs> Somebody had spaghetti. Uh, and corn. God, I hated it. I hated it so much, and then so I got I got this new doctor. Are you sure you weren't raped? Was like it every, every time you went to see him? Like, no, I'm no, a, no. I'm a bit of a sore throat. Uh, pants shutty. No, the yearly physical. Oh, so uh, your other throat. Let me so, put my fingers. Uh, your other throat. Your, your doctor calls your ass your other throat. It's I know. I opened a can of worms with this whole stick the finger your, up the your ass. Fart throat. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I talked about my balls. So time to. Uh, if, so, re- if he refers to your anus as your shit tunnel, that's a bad one. Too. I'll never get to the point of this. But anyway. Uh, so then I got a new doctor because I hated that doctor. And then this doctor that the physical, I was like, oh, no, he's going to stick his finger up my ass. And then, uh, and then he just didn't. And I'm like, so why was the other guy doing it? If this guy, the newer doctor, the younger one who knows more now, I'm assuming, he doesn't want to stick his finger up. Did he, why was that guy sticking his finger but, up but he did, But he did, did he tell you why he was sticking his finger up your ass? Oh, well, I, I'm assuming he was looking for Paula. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, actually, I, don't, I don't know why. It's they true. Were. We give doctors permission for things. Like, maybe we shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, no, sometimes, I sometimes ask my doctor, uh, you know, should I do the process? She's like... Uh, no, you're not old enough for that to happen. Don't worry about it. And then I'm sort of like, because uh, also half the time I'm sort of like, oh, well, maybe I need some new comedy material, and that's why she should pick up, should <laughs> stick her finger. My up doctor, I said to my doctor too, but I'm, I'm 40. I, I start. He goes, no, no, no. You know, backing away <laughs> as he backed away against the wall. No, there's no need for that. But in your, in your case, your doctor one day she's gonna go, David. I think today is the day to check. I think and, then she, and you're like, yes. And she goes, honey, come in here. Yeah. And her husband, Doctor Thick Fingers, <laughs> comes in. <laughs> 
Yeah, I know. I actually Dr. don't know. But now that I think about it, I actually don't know why he was sticking his finger up my ass. He never explained it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, you come in with assless chaps on. What's a man to do? Okay, first of all, do you, uh, you have a female doctor? All, all, you have a male doctor? I have a male doctor, I I, male but doctor. I have a female dentist. Assless. All chaps are all chaps are assless. If your if your chaps That's have true. if your chaps have uh, don't are assless then they're pants. Who, really. who calls them chaps anyway? Well, because there are chaps. Oh, there are, industry. Hey, chaps, chap. chaps go over your pants. That's what the rodeo oh, is. Okay. All right. But people always say ass with chaps, but which is a really you know. And I don't know why I'm passionate about this, but <laughs> but it just does seem you know. And we what, hot button the chaps issue. <laughs> Love an episode of the chaps. But I remember that, like I went to uh, I I think I, I was I had some ear infection thing, but then I also had a question about um, about my about my cock and uh, and I went to a walk-in clinic and uh, then I was trying to ask the doctor about this cock issue and he was like uh, he was like ah no does you maybe just get a cream yeah I think you'll be fine don't worry about it he was like yeah but can I uh, do you want to see he's like no no it's okay I don't need to see it and then it just it, it sounded like I was desperately asking someone to see my yeah, dick yeah, yeah. just out of like please just take a look at. It and then but it's a, it's a walking clinic. There's a difference too. But having a doctor who knows you for a bit, so it's you know more like on a level of you know you knowing each other. And but a walking clinic, I must you know some guy off the street. Hey doc, look at my cock. <laughs> yeah. That's a red flag. You were here yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but doctors used to even prescribe cigarettes. That's well, I don't know if they prescribe cigarettes. I know that they well, used to say do do uh, commercials for them. They would yeah. do commercials for them. We had a commercial. Do you want to want do you want to yeah, watch let's that? Let's take a look oh, at the commercial. These, these okay. You know, if you were to follow a busy doctor as he makes his daily round of calls, you'd find yourself having a mighty busy time keeping up with him. Time out for many men of medicine usually means just long enough to enjoy a cigarette. (laughs) And because they know what a pleasure it is to smoke a mild, good-tasting cigarette, they're particular about the brand they choose. In a repeated national survey, Doctors in all branches of medicine, doctors in all parts of the country were asked, what cigarette do you smoke, doctor? Once again, the brand named most was Camel. Yes, according to this repeated nationwide survey, more doctors smoke Camels than any other cigarette. Why not change to Camels for the next 30 days and and see what a difference it makes in your smoking enjoyment? See how Camels agree with your throat. See how mild and good tasting a cigarette can be. <laughs> All right. I definitely like the model at the end smoking the cigarette. Yeah, That's looks right at you like, I'll have sex with you if you smoke a camel. <laughs> so uh, we're talking about doctors. Uh, my guilty pleasure with doctors is I love therapy. Uh, I, I had a therapist for many years who retired, and uh, then I tried to have an OHIP therapist, and that was a fucking disaster, by the way. Yeah. Uh, you get what you pay for with uh, psychologists. And that's, that's, you you got to pay for it. Like, just, it's expensive. Yeah, I know, and, and people need it, and it's all like, Bell, let's talk, and all this bullshit. But then the bottom line is, either you can't afford it, or you get a shitty... Or you get a shitty old one. He was like 12 yeah. years old going, have you, you? You think you're killing yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, oh, no, no. You think you're going to die? No, I know. We're all going to die, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you may want to kill you. 
This is not helping me. This is causing me more fucking stress. Doogie. That's what happened with me. That's that, mine was an old guy though. But that's I, what I want—a pipe and a fucking no, no. This a guy was lounge. I no, want no. that. I want you a, have yeah. to pay for that. I want. I want feel like the wallpaper has like no. a fucking texture. You have to pay for that. That that is expensive. There's a goldfish swimming around. No, because with then a monocle I, on him. I had to go back to that because I the the guy that I was seeing in the doctor's office was so bad. I had to go to. I had to pay a therapist to help me. Because it was so bad what happened with this. Did he stick a finger in your ass? No, no. <laughs> no. I think I see a pattern here. Well, you know what it you're was? Getting, you're getting your doctor's right of the back of Now magazine. <laughs> Here's what the problem is. I went in and they were like, oh, hey, fill out this form. Nine-inch uncut doctor. They were like, fill out this form. And, and on the form it said, don't hold back. In your first session, tell the doctor everything that's wrong with you. And, and like, be completely honest. So it's like, okay. So I went in, I'm like, blah, 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 for like half an hour. I'm like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then I feel this way, and blah, blah, blah. And then he just sort of squawked at me. He was like, oh, my, why are you punishing yourself? And I was like, what? And then he was, he was sort of like sort of judgmental. Oh, and wasn't good then. It was horrible. So oh. I, I might cut this out. But, anyway. but it's like, why you're punishing yourself. I thought that was, I thought that was good. Like, you're, you're too hard on yourself, he's trying to say. Well, that's, it's like a, I've always said, like a, a, a psychologist, psychotherapist, whatever it is, it's like, it's like a bartender without drinks, you know? It's yeah. like someone you can pour your shit out to. It. You don't yeah. have to worry about it. He's not going to. I bet, was, I bet they tell their, too, their wives. Yeah, it, probably. It, well, it was too early for him to make a judgment. So when I went and paid, got the paid therapist, again, he let me talk. But then he didn't. He didn't. He reserved judgment. He's like, yeah. So we'll we'll talk some more, and eventually I'll have something to say. The the the. Anyway, my point is, it, seems like the it is a luxury, though. When I get that new Porsche, the, the we'll people talk. that really need therapists probably can't afford them. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, then. Yeah, you you want someone to just uh, listen to you where you when you. Uh, you know, it's like a Woody, it's like a Woody Allen movie. It's just all these rich white people talking to their therapists about their problems that you know most of the world would love to have their problems that they're having and they're the ones who can afford to have the mental health specialist help them and you know meanwhile someone out and you know living in you know a horrible situation is the one who can't get a therapist right well i've often said it's sort of like you i've often said (laughs) tell us dave (laughs) sit down dave but sometimes you just uh, like I went to a psychotherapist who basically just listens to you, and he can't prescribe things either. He can't prescribe you drugs or anything like that. Yeah, he can tell well, that's you. That's an if unfortunate he, part of it. But and yeah. he can tell you if he if he he can recommend just to you whether or not you, he thinks that you should have them or not, or and or ask you why you think you should have them and stuff. But like most people want to go to a psychiatrist. It, it ends up probably it's a, it's a talk therapy. Psychologist right. is a talk therapy. And what it is is that you, you really – that's the guilty pleasure of it to me is like, oh, this guy has to listen to me for an hour because right. I'm paying him. So yeah. he has to listen. <laughs> and because uh, I used to use my friends as therapists, I think, and that was a mistake. I, I've made that mistake a few times. I have yeah. too. Don't and uh, yeah, yeah, because one time you asked me for some advice. I think I gave you the wrong advice. So Well, no, you kind of gave You're me. yelling jump from the bottom. Gave, <laughs> jump, Dave. I had a I – was, I was going out with a girl that, was, that I, I, I liked in Toronto. But then I had this crazy infatuation with this girl that I met at the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. And uh, uh, I think when I asked a few people, most people sort of tell you what 
they think you want to hear when I really wanted someone to probably sit down and uh, and say, well, listen, you know, does this girl that you in Winnipeg, is she ever going to move to Toronto? Are you ever going to move to Winnipeg? Do you really want a long-distance relationship? No one ever gave me any hard questions about that. So that's why it's sort of like, I think a lot of times when people go to therapists, they want someone to spell, to like to, to listen to their shit, but at the same time, they also want sort of a life coach. They want someone to tell them what to do. It's sort but, of like, but it's, I'm not sure that's the uh, best. I'm not sure a good therapist that's, would tell you what to do. I mean, I know, but that's probably it's it's one thing to just to tell your problems to somebody, but I think a lot of times people want they also want some, someone some to, to set response. them on the on the right track. You know, yeah. they they want someone to say, "Well, you know what I think you should do. Have you ever tried doing this?" Because a, a psycho a psychiatrist isn't really going to do that. Well, they have you sort of they point you, they direct you towards answering your own questions, right? Yeah. How do you don't feel you about see, that? Don't you see a pattern there? Right. Yeah. So it's sort of like, mm-hmm. and, but I mean, a lot of times people mm-hmm. want a life coach, someone to be like, "Hey." Pipe, have, pipe, pipe. <laughs> I have a life coach, and she doesn't tell me what to do. What? She just I, helps me figure out what I, I want should that be job. Doing. <laughs> yeah, I have but, a life coach. Yeah. What does she do? Just like uh, just well, and I'll just go. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm going through a goal setting thing. She sent me all these documents where you have to go through a goal setting. I don't want to read anything for the. Uh, for my goal the is year. not reading. You read it to me. Some of it is like voice. homework. I'm actually having trouble with the goal setting one. But then that tells me that that's a problem. Yeah. That uh, what what Focus. is the problem? I have a problem focusing. So uh, the goal setting uh, is really helping. But I have Tony Robbins tapes you can have. <laughs> a dusty. Yeah. <laughs> fucking cassettes. That's really old they are. I have a Kevin Trudeau's Mega Memory just over there if you want to borrow that. I forgot where it it's is. I have one over there. <laughs> Didn't that guy go to jail? Or about three times. Yeah, yeah. I think he did probably, yeah. They all go to jail eventually. Right, we, we did a whole episode on that. Yeah, the, uh, We all go to jail. That's my fucking... Uh, speaking about fears and doctors, it's like... Ending your life in prison, like you, like like Phil Spector, amazing millionaire career, fucking amazing artists and yeah. stuff, and then you're gonna die in prison. Like that's the worst. Probably. Well, I mean, he could die in prison, or he. Uh, well, it's Robert. What about Robert Blake? He's not in jail, is he? Didn't he go? Didn't he go to jail? No, they got off of that gun thing. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Then I guess he's just... OJ. Like OJ. we'll have to get a fact checker yeah. or, or intern. Where is he? Where's, oh, where's the intern? OJ will probably be uh, in jail for the rest of. Imagine the, the doctor in the prison. Yeah. Like, what kind of doctor is that? Probably Doctor Doctor Feelgood. Maybe we should play the. Do you have? Uh, we should play maybe uh, rock and roll doctor. Doctor. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, I that's a, a doctor link. I want. He's Doctor Doctor by the Thompson Twins. You guys like that song? No. <laughs> anyway, uh... okay, rock and roll doctor, you're on the air. Hello? Yeah, you want to turn your radio down, sir? You want to turn your radio down, please? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to the Aerosmith concert, man. I was wondering what kind of drugs I should take. Okay, Aerosmith, that's heavy metal. Uh, you're going to want to stay away from stimulants. They react negatively with the high decibels. Uh, when those guitars start feeding back, you're going to be clawing your face off. I suggest rather a mild depressant uh, beer, maybe some quaaludes. Uh, all right. You got any? Uh, no, I don't. I'd like to point out right here, the rock and roll doctor does not advocate drugs. or just prescribe them. Okay, rock and roll doctor, you're on the air. Yeah. Are, are you having a bad trip, sir? Is that yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, you want the hotline. This is the rock and roll doctor. Next, uh, please try to dial carefully, people. Okay, it's very important. Rock and roll doctor, you're on the air. Uh, did you see Quadrophenia, man? No, I haven't. Oh, you should, man. It's really mm-hmm. good. It's got all this uh, who music in it, man. Really good. Yeah, okay. Well, you have a question here? 
Uh, right. Well, it's it's about the mods, you know. They're like uh, early mm -hmm. hippies in England, but they're not hippies. They ride around on mopeds, you yeah. know. And... You want to get to the point, please. Yeah, yeah. Well, the mods are like always taking these pills. Uh, they're called blues, man. Mm -hmm. I've never heard of blues, man. Like, what are these blues? Uh, blue is not really a good drug color. Uh, I should just uh, try reds instead. Okay, rock and roll, Doctor. You're on the air. Yes, my sister and I are going to the new, new Christie Minstrel Show at the Playhouse tonight. And I was wondering what I should take. A good book. Okay, rock and roll, Doctor. You're on the air. Yeah, hello? Yeah, yeah. turn your radio hello? down, please. You want to turn your radio down, please, sir? What? Turn your radio down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. That's better. You have a question, sir? Yeah, I, I'm going to the Nugent concert. Kind of figured. Well, I'm taking some pot and, and some mm -hmm. uh, uh, acid, mm -hmm. and I'm going to be taking some coke, and mm -hmm. I'm going to be taking a couple of quarts of rum. Mm -hmm. I was wondering if there's anything else that I should take. Yeah, an ambulance. Rock and roll doctor, you're on the air. Uh, rock and roll doctor? Mm-hmm. Um, like, I had these, um, pills... And I took them, I think, and, um, uh, like, do you know what they were, man? No, 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 I don't. Oh, uh, wow. Well, I was just wondering, like, who is this? This is the rock and roll doctor. Uh, why don't you lie down for a couple of days, do us both a favor, you feel a whole lot better. People, when you call in, try to have a question in mind, okay? It just makes the show uh, move a whole lot faster. Rock and roll doctor, you're on the air. Yeah, you had a call a moment ago. It sounded like my son. Well, you tell that lousy punk that if I catch him taking any more drugs, I'll clobber him. Okay, okay, you want to calm down, sir? You sound a bit upset. Oh, well, you damn right I'm upset. I think I got good reason to yeah, be upset. Okay, well, you're on your way to a heart attack, sir, and also at the very least. Uh, I suggest you take a couple of Valium and relax. I don't have any Valium. Okay, well, just stay in the line. I'll get your name and I'll send you a prescription, okay? Yeah? Hey, thanks. Okay, no problem. Rock and roll doctor, you're on the air. Hello? Goodbye. Rock and roll doctor, you're on the air. Yeah, this is Detective Johnson of the Drug Enforcement Agency. Doctor, perhaps you'd like... Okay, that's just about all the time we have for calls right now. Uh, we're going to break there, uh, take a word from our sponsor, and be back with uh, Timothy Leary. I saw you there Just standing there Like I, like, I think I like to be like a those kind of doctor, but I think a gynecologist. Would you would be, the be a gynecologist, job. okay? Yeah. And but, uh, how would? <laughs> but my, my dream, my, it's my dream to be. But it's not like I don't, it's not going to be like you know, model after become... model coming in. It's going to be some old lady vag. It's going to be some, uh, you know. Ooh, Usually, whoa. only go to a gynecologist when something's wrong. You don't want like just take you know, a look at it today, just, doctor. Just a tune up. Yeah, yeah. As they say. No, but they don't usually go to a gynecologist when something's wrong. It's like yeah. you probably wouldn't go to a dentist until you got a toothache. So maybe women are like, I'm, no one's going to look at my vagina until. Well, sometimes just have to do an annual, thing. an annual winding. How do but, they? But, how do they separate? But I guess. You know, if, but if I just want to be a gynecologist so I can see a lot of pussy, that's probably not the best. If you go to a gynecology school and say, why do you want to be a, a gynecologist? Well, I want to see a lot of pussy. There's the door, right? Right, yeah. Or you show me a picture and you start licking it. You're probably not going to be the best gynecologist. Yeah, you start fingering the <laughs> They Sir. probably have some alert system. Like, I think this guy's going to be a problem. 
For the next 12 months, you will learn to hate my guts. I may break some of you, but those of you who survive will be the best doctors in the state. It's the daily drama of life and death in a big city hospital. Don't tell anybody that Dr. Buck fixed your gut. ABC Motion Pictures and 20th Century Fox present Young Doctors in Love. A comedy with stripers, strippers, virgins, surgeons. If you plan to remove the appendix, you will have to break the skin. Punks, drunks, dancing, and romancing. You call that sex? Now let's try it again. Thrills. Chills, pills, and spills. Now she's in somebody else's bed. Small guys. Back on your bunks. Fall guys. Famous faces. I don't like the way your husband looks. I don't either, but he's good to the children. Car chases. Oh, gonna be a car chase. Car's locked, no chase. Long shots. Stephanie. And short tempers. Okay! Let me an anesthesiologist. Hope. And stethoscopes. Burns. Hemorrhoids. Automatic bed. And newlyweds. I'm married. Are you happily married? Guys who are sleazy. Show me where your mother lives. Yeah, right there. Come on, yeah. And girls who are easy. I looked in your mouth, checked your breasts, probed every part of your body. What's wrong with me? How should I know? I'm a lawyer. Young Doctors in Love. Get out of the way, you They fly. They cry. They slide. They collide. They're all here. But they're not all there. Foster! It's Young Doctors in Love. There is no cure. The, uh, what did you want to say about Young Doctors in Love? Oh, well, I was thinking it was a guilty pleasure because it was around that time of airplane movies and they were trying to do an airplane kind of movie. It was just a wacky comedy. And it wasn't with... quite as good as that, those movies, the airplane movies. Right. Everybody's in it. Like, but, uh, yeah, Michael just, McKeon's in it. They just mixed up the, they just mixed up the location and it was same, the same sort of like, you know, party sex kind of. gags. Yeah. yeah. And there's not a, there's no naughty nurse. There's never a naughty proctologist. There was like, ooh. Dave, uh, what would you? What kind of uh, doctor? I'd rather would you be? I'd rather be like a psychologist, psychotherapy, a head head doctor, a head doctor, a, head, a shrink. Yes, uh, I, would, I think that okay. would be more interesting. Yeah, more more practical. I'm a head doctor. Look at my, I have my diploma on the wall. It says yeah. head doctor. Why does it say uh, Kinkos? Eh, don't worry, I just you know, I photoshopped it. Whatever. <laughs> To dissect your thoughts again. Uh, I, I would be a musical therapist uh, because when I taught musical improv, which I didn't really like near the end of the whole run of teaching musical improv, there was one woman whose life was transformed somehow by this musical improv class, and it changed everything in her life. She quit her job. She moved. She she, she thanked me so much, and I was like, wow, like I, just from doing musical improv? But because that's such a scary thing, I think, for some people... To get over the fear of doing that uh, was sort of a life-changing thing. So I think I could actually do that. Mm-hmm. It's not really a doctor, but it is music therapy. So somebody gets one of those, like a chiropractor and you know, fake doctors. 
<laughs> so yeah. like they're making up songs, or like they playing instruments, or they just uh, it was making up songs. It was yeah. like a musical improv. You, Do you, they sing out their problems? Like my father touched me inappropriately. Oh yeah. It's well, like, I mean, in improv. I mean, you got to think about what kind of people are attracted to improv in the first place, right? Mm. And and some of them are. Uh, people that want to go into make-believe worlds all the time. It's getting out of your head, right? Yeah. All so you, you can actually learn a lot about someone from watching them do improv and where they go and, and what they do. And uh, and so you it you is should a, do that. That's probably a, a, one of your goals. Let's set that your life. Tell your life coach I want to be a musical. Th- I think that'd be great for yeah. kids. For kids is that'd be great. Yeah. It's, How does your life coach not tell you what to do? That's what you want. Someone. That, that's what I sort of thought she was going to do, but that's not what ended up happening. Oh. Because it's a process, right? Like she's getting her accreditation. So there's actually other people in a class learning how to do this, and they talk about how to do it. And there is a whole method. Of making you sort of realize what you might be doing wrong, and uh, it's more like what are you good at, and realizing how to focus on it. Yeah. So for me, it's really a lot of it is time management. It's like I had this backlog of things I wanted to do, and it was just sort of like, well, I'll spend two months working on this, two months working on that, instead of trying to do all of it at the same time, which is what I did before. And does she live with you full time? <laughs> no. And she's here. No. Is she here right now? Somewhere no. Is she downstairs in the car? <laughs> no, no. But uh, I think she's really good at the job. Anyway, good. she has a psychology background too. It's a little bit like going to a therapist, except it's only about your career. Whereas if you go and see a therapist, you might talk about your career 30% of the time maybe. This is like forget everything else. We're just talking about the career, and that's it. But it is still like therapy. And it's always good to have these people because they help you focus. You have to have something ready for next time you see her, right? And if yeah. You, like, like homework, like you said. Goal setting. And if you don't have get, it done. I cannot get through it. I cannot get yeah. through it. And if you don't have it done, you're like, uh, don't yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, have to get my it done. My dog ate my uh, life coach homework. <laughs> That's why I keep doing Guilty Pleasures podcast stuff, because I'm actually avoiding doing the goal setting. I'm like, well, I know this is what I'm supposed <laughs> to be doing right now, so I'll just do this. Yeah. So. But, you know, improv people, and there's like, some, some of my favorite movies are like a Movies from the eighties we talked about Young like, Doctors right? and Young Love. Doctors and Love Doctor movies. Yeah. There's a lot of Doctor shows. What's your like, Doctor Quin- Detroit. Quincy? Uh, yeah, Quincy. Yeah. Right, yeah. And I Marcus I, Welby. Mar- <laughs> Marcus Welby MD. MD. Yeah. yeah, what was that? there was a uh, uh, Trapper John. Trapper John he lived MD. in a freaking mobile home. Right. He's my hero. Was he? I, I don't remember Trapper John. He lived in the parking lot of the hospital, which probably cost him a fortune, but where hospital parking is. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Tell me about it. I did. Fuck. Oh, my God. You know, I can't say it. We do the thing. We could probably do a Guilty Pleasures podcast on uh, uh, other people's professions that we hate. <laughs> like the guys that. The, like, I'm glad I'm not that. Like, you have a bad dango. Well, at least I'm not that guy. At least I'm not that guy. Yeah. Well, yeah, that to a degree, but also when people take their shit jobs. That they shouldn't care about really seriously, mm-hmm. like parking attendants. Like I, I had to fucking. But uh, last time I went to the hospital, and then my bad parking was like twenty six dollars or something like that. And uh, and then I and my and my credit card wasn't swiping properly, and they were like, "No, you got to go back inside." I was like, "No, you got a machine there. Let me just pay here." Someone and eventually it got figured out. But it was just one of those things like. Just open the thing. Let me just let me give you the money. Have Keep you, the change. Someone you gives seen, you, it. Just drives me drives me fucking nuts. When have people, you seen Better Call Saul yet? Yes. Yeah, because uh, there's some great stuff going on with the parking attendant in that storyline. Uh, no. Sorry. Yeah, we that's, have something that's, we can't show. But, but did you see? Well, in episode three, uh, it turns out that's when we spoiler find alert. Out, episode three. That's when we find out that my that. Uh, 
when he reveals himself as Mike. I mean, you yeah. see Breaking Bad. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but that's pretty funny. So, um, yeah, I'm glad I'm not a parking attendant. You're also, but I, I had to. I, I went for an MRI. That's what the. Oh, thing. Yeah. I never actually ended up saying what that was all about. Okay, the MRI. Yeah, it was. Have you ever been in one of those I things have. where they slide you? Yeah, it's insane, isn't it? Yeah, they're like, it's don't so breathe, claustrophobic. don't move. Did you have music? or No, no. you're not allowed to pipe in music. They're like, don't move. And I'm like, okay. Well, it's a giant I magnet, not supposedly. not to move for like half an hour. How Is it loud? 45 minutes. Yeah. Is it loud in there? It sounds like you're in a dial-up phone for the internet from the yeah. like late uh, 90s. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you have mail. <laughs> then they play some uh, Iron Maiden. But you should... They don't play music. I think you wear, I think no, you wear you headphones or something. Or you yeah, can. you can't. It's because it's a it's a gigantic magnet. Yeah. Like the woman say, the magnet's so strong it could pull a car. Oh, there's a thing about uh, MRIs being so strong they could pull like there's metal in the tattoo uh, oh, ink. Yeah, that could pull it. it can oh, that's why it. if you've had a recent one, you can't do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's why Hervey Velasquez can never go into MRI. <laughs> good night, everybody. Have you ever had good? You'd be torn to shreds. <laughs> oh, get the mop. Have you ever had a? a but good, I, I think oh. I just sorry. I just no. maybe realized no. that I could never do space travel after my experience in the MRI thing. I don't think I could do space travel either. I think it, it would be it's horrible. Too claustrophobic. People. That's what we all wanted to do when we were kids. Like, oh, I'll go into space. Why would you want to go into space? It's freezing cold. I wanted to be a tiger. When I was <laughs> you to a space tiger. A space tiger. Well, that yeah. I don't know. I think the, I think the, the weightlessness would get, get to me after a while. And my, you know, my beer always just floating around. <laughs> I just saw that the commander had hard to roll a joint in space. Oh yeah. Can you smoke a joint in space? Has anyone ever done? Let's that? get Chris Hatfield. We're on about the line. to find out. If, if anyone has, it was probably. Chris. Hello. <laughs> uh, that's Chris Hatfield, yeah, the astronaut. Oh hey, how was the? Uh, I'm, I'm fantastic. I got a book out called uh, "Look at Me." I'm a fucking astronaut. <laughs> I got a line of underwear called I saw fucking that. astronaut underwear. Did, didn't he have a thing where he showed up to like a, a, a I don't even know he sounds like that. Just, he showed up to <laughs> I, I give show up to a screening of the school. movie Gravity and uh, and yell out all the uh, factual bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Scream out bullshit for the whole movie. I was in space. <laughs> Remember saying I saw like a Bowie song. <laughs> <laughs> I did think that was kind of cool though. <laughs> yeah. Kids, kids should admire astronauts and not sometimes athletes <laughs> not attack them. No. no. Or attack police officers. <laughs> what the fuck was that about? Anyway, I didn't see that uh, video doctors. about the pack. About the uh, someone attacked the police officer. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, two fifteen-year-old girls. girls. Yeah. Oh, beat up a police officer. A female cop. Well, women. Huh? And then someone filmed it. So uh, yeah, everything's fucking. Then filmed. it's viral. And then yeah. I'm so glad that this is off topic. Where's that tangent triangle? But we uh, like phones are everywhere. You can't do anything. Like if the phones were around when I was like that age, holy fuck. What would you be shooting? And so I would never. I, I'm sure many of my shenanigans, as we called them back then, would be on the the YouTube's. Well, just because stuff wasn't so portable back then, that like you know, <laughs> I mean, if you wanted to take a video camera somewhere, it was like a big bulky 15D thing. batteries. Yeah, and yeah. then like, uh, and I remember like we would when I was a kid, we'd vandalize some things, but we never thought about, hey, let's take a picture of it so we can remember. No, it it's evidence. Like, no, it's yeah, like, I don't Col- know why Colombo taught us all. <laughs> Get rid of your evidence. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the government created Facebook to just make us all casually Whoa. start sharing our entire lives at will. With um, that's it. That's wow. Just to bring it back to doctors, 
Do you know that there's some apps now that they're having where you, it can be like a doctor in your phone? Right. So you can ask the doctor. Yeah. Like, do web, ever, like WebMD. Do you ever check web? That's a nightmare for Never. me. Well, it's always cancer. It's always cancer, yeah. right? Because they always. Yeah. I have a cold. Ooh, it might be a tumor. It's it always cold like cancer. this may be nothing or it might be you're dying of cancer. Well, and, it's uh, even yeah. like telehealth, right? You call them. They always go. At the end of it, it's like, well, you should probably go to the emergency. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's like so. Why don't you just? Have, why do you have telehealth? Because you're just going to say it's a waste of time. Instead of a fucking machine goes, hi, please leave your thing, and then listens to you, and it goes, you probably should go to the, the right. walk-in yeah, clinic. That's but that's what's. In fact, they alarmed me one go time. Go to the emergency, and then I think the emergency room doctor, when I told him about telehealth, he kind of rolled his eyes like, oh. Another telehealth person because I thought I was having a heart attack. And then I called them and they were like, what's wrong? I'm like, oh, well, I've got pains in my chest. They're like, should we send an ambulance? Exactly. I I go, there was nothing wrong. Now you should know because you freaked me out. There should be like, why didn't we spend money on that? Like, that's probably a billion dollars. You should have telesex. Someone can use a phone sex line free for Ontarians. Now now that they're like, hey, look at porn before you go to bed. Talk me off, man. Talk me, yeah. Uh, Probably be better for you anyway. You better probably bet off seeing a hooker. <laughs> yeah, you see a lot of guys like uh, if they're stuck in traffic, just uh, talking quick, uh, some phone sex while they're on the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> I wonder how many accidents that's responsible for on the four hundred. Uh, just the guys t- doing phone sex in their cars. That probably well, does that happen probably, a lot. Well, actually, probably more. Just now, you can like watch porn on your phone. So yeah, yeah. There's this sort of like, why would I? It's a different world. But if it was free and you could just maybe I would yeah. get, get, into, uh, get in the phone sex. And it would it'd relieve your stress and be like a, it'd be great. You don't hear those stories anymore. Remember you used to hear those stories about like the kid like racking up like hundreds of dollars worth of like phone sex bills. That this is like yeah. back in the uh, in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. yeah. Now they're spending money on the games. The the, the what's it called the uh, the games that you have to spend money to get extra coins or Candy Crush those kind of games. We have to spend money if you want. Oh, you can get a special unlock this level. Oh, okay. You spend real money, so yeah, kids yeah, are getting yeah. in trouble that way. In my day, kids got in trouble for porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd be calling phone sex lines. Yeah. Listen and you never talked to anybody. Were they all like recorded I did one messages? of those like, party line things that got fucked over, and it was just guys <laughs> yelling at me going, ah, you fucking loser. <laughs> and I'm still like, that's good enough for me. Pulling your pud, getting yelled at by this. This is just like high school. Just have a cold shower. Self-deprecating masturbation, as I call it. Should we end there, or do you want to talk about hospital food? Oh... Yeah, how come airline food gets all the publicity? It's not very- how come there's fast What's food up? in that they sell in hospitals now? Burger King, like Burger King, Burger and like King Pizza and the, Hut, the, the children's hospital. I know that's well, a disaster. Keep your customers coming. Yeah, <laughs> here you go, Lardy. <laughs> See you in two years yeah, right. to chop your feet off. Because <laughs> you got the goddamn diabetes. I'm more for privilege. Diabetes. <laughs> I like diabetes? Saying, I love. Yeah. Anyway, that's my my therapy should be. I love when things are said wrong, like diabetes and. <laughs> Robots, <laughs> fucking died. I hate it when people me. say schedule. Oh, what's fuck. going on there? Pot pourri. I have a sad well, sachet. No one I have says a, pot pourri. This, it, well, in, in this in this bit they do. <laughs> I, have a, I have a sachet of pot pourri in my drawers. <laughs> I got issues with Doctor Drew, like taking like. We're going to cure Gary Busey of his alcoholism by taking him out on a boat. You know, it's like getting these like celebrities to go on these like wacky adventures, like to the supermarket. Doctor Drew's horrible. <clears throat> He's a horrible man, I think. And then I'm the doctors that show the doctors, right? Was that show the doctors? And apparently, some of the stuff they're saying has been. Well, Doctor Phil, you know, he wrong. went to North Texas. You know, he didn't go to Texas University. 
Yeah, he's not a doctor, really, is no, he? No, that's why he... And they shoot the show and... That's why he can't prescribe they shoot, anything. They shoot the show in international waters. <laughs> <laughs> where everybody's a doctor. Yeah, that's a, Like, on a cruise line, does, what kind of powers does the doctor have? He can on? marry people like a doctor on a cruise ship. He can do anything. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Whatever he wants. Doctor Honey, Oz, honey, you gotta fuck him. He's doc- a doctor on a cruise ship. I'm sorry. 